Welcome to Answer the Call. I'm your host and go-to career coach, Kelsey Kemp. You're tuning into the Job Library series, which is a bingeable collection of to-the-point interviews with a vast variety of professionals to help you gain the exposure and the detailed info you need to find a career path that you'll love. In this episode, you'll be hearing from Jennifer. I call her Jen, don't mind me. (laughs) She is a nurse practitioner specializing in cardiac and vascular care. And as you'll hear me mention towards the end of this episode, this gem of a human was my former roommate when I lived in Dallas two years ago. And she's been one of my dearest friends ever since. Let me just say as a side note, she walked me through so many bouts of hypochondria, bless her. I feel like I should have given her hourly rate. But anyway, um, (laughs) she definitely lended her nursing services to me constantly. Um, but nursing is one of those professions, I'll be honest, that I feel like everybody knows about, but most people like me might think that they know what it's like to work in this field. But I was actually surprised so much (laughs) by what Jen had to share, especially when she touches on the common myth that you have to love science classes to become a nurse just for the schooling aspect of it. I think you'll definitely want to stick around to hear what she has to say about that. It definitely dispelled a lot of very interesting myths. Um, so you also have a treat in store at the end of this episode when Jen shares more about her journey, working through doubt, confusion, and testing out other paths until she finally felt certain that that she found the career path that she really feels called to. And it's a story that many of us can relate to. And I love that at the end, she shares some very specific wisdom about what you can do if that's a situation that you're grappling with and how you can land in a really confident place that she has. And as you could tell, there's even more than that to learn in this episode. So let's get right into my conversation with Jen. Jen, oh my gosh, I am excited for you to break down uh, the, I'm kind of embarrassed to say mystery of nursing, (laughs) because like I just mentioned to you, I just kind of roll up to hospitals and trust for people to care for me. I don't know what the the career path of nursing and all of its nuances obviously looks like. So I'm yes. super excited that you're here. And yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, just give us like a little a blurb, like an intro, <laughs> like where are you at? Where do you live? Where do you work? And yeah. specialty in nursing. Yes. Yes. Well, my name's Jennifer and I currently live in Dallas and I have been a nurse for the past I guess nine years now, um, and <laughs> yes, in Dallas, Texas, um, at uh, Undisclosed Hospital. Um, <laughs> no. um, it's a it's a large healthcare system, and I work in specifically a private slash for profit hospital. Um, and we are a specialty hospital, so we do cardiac and vascular care. Um, which is a little bit different from some other hospitals that we can get into. Um, but yeah, so I've been there actually for nine years. Long time. <gasps> Solid. Crazy to yeah. think it's been that much time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, really, it makes me sad sometimes, but, <laughs> I do, but I do love it. I feel very old now. Um, uh, don't yes. we all? Um, so when did you graduate college or where yeah. did you go? What was your degree? All that jazz. Right. Yeah. So I went to Texas Christian University and I graduated in May of 2011 and as my, in my bachelor's in nursing. Um, and so I about, I guess it was actually June 7th 
I got my hired at my job at Baylor and um, have been there ever since. <gasps> Whoa. So yep. consistent. It's pretty riveting <laughs> to, I, you know, I'm doing um, the, these kind of interviews a lot. It's been so exciting. Yeah. Lots of people like myself, when they answer that question, it's like, mm, yeah, my college degree, that was a cute experience. I don't use right. it. You're like our shining star. <laughs> knew what she wanted to do. No, I mean, stuck with it. Yeah. I mean, I did very slightly go a little bit off track and got a different degree down the line. We don't need to talk about, but for the most part, <laughs> have really enjoyed nursing. And that is one of the nice things is when you graduate with your degree in nursing, you kind of know what you're getting into and where you're going. It's a very easy um, transition, I guess, to what you're going to do. It's pretty black and white. So <laughs> that's, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> in this world of ambiguity. Right yes, now. yes. Yes. Gosh, I just turned into one of those cringeworthy people. Yeah, that's so. the same as <laughs> those who are writing all those emails. Like hope you're safe and healthy. Yes. Crazy hope, time. I'm like, you're just doing stop. Well. can we just stop yes. talking about COVID? I'm sure you yes. feel the same. I'm talking oh, about God. nurse right now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about your career progression since yeah. uh, getting into the field. Yeah. So one of the things I love about nursing is for career, it's pretty, there's so many different ways that you can go with career progression um, and different variations of that. But it's like you said, it's also very black and white. So um, I started as um, at bedside nursing, which is what the majority of people right out of um, their degree do. Um, so you kind of kind of get that that experience and that just face-to-face -face patient interaction. So the major, the vast majority of people who graduate do go into bedside nursing in a hospital, um, working on a floor in an ICU, things like that. So I actually started in a cardiac ICU. So that's an intensive care unit. Mm -hmm. And um, I've kind of stayed, um, well, I guess now, I've stayed within that area for the whole nine years. But for me, that progression looked like a lot of developmental things. So going from baby nurse, just kind of barely surviving throughout my shift and like knowing what to do and um, who to call and just a lot of fear to, um, you know, being what we call a clinical coach. So helping to train and orient new nurses. So getting to teach them, did a brief stint in education with my unit. So taught, you know, all the baby nurses when they came in, how to, you know, just the basics of our job. And so um, did some time with that. And then I also now um, am the charge nurse of the unit. So I get to, um, it's kind of like being a supervisor, I guess, of your shift. So I, um, I do a lot of, you know, when you're nursing, you kind of are doing direct patient care. So it's like you are concerned with your patient and what's going on when you charge, it's being concerned with the unit. And so how, um, how the staff doing, how the other nurses doing, how are your resources? So you're managing a lot more of a big picture type of thing. And now I just graduated with my nurse practitioner actually Woo! last week. <laughs> so Congrats. I did so that's a, that's a master's degree, also a doctorate degree. Um, if you choose to go that route, but um, I think that's one of the things I really do enjoy about nursing is there's a lot of flexibility within the different, um, roles. So, you know, I waited a little bit longer to go do my, um, nurse practitioner, but I'm also very grateful that I waited. I think it makes you a little bit more confident going out, but you know, some people start 
going for their master's degrees, you know, after a year or two. So um, there's a lot of, so my progression has looked like kind of the, the typical, I've been at bedside and direct patient care for nine years, and now I'm graduating with my nurse practitioner degree, which gives me a lot more autonomy and um, will be a very um, different role transition in the coming months. Mm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you have approximately 100 letters after your name. Um, <laughs> yes, can you so, please break yes, all those down? Yes. So the degrees, it's kind of confusing. So everyone starts, everyone has to start with your bachelor's of science in nursing. So that's your BSN. Um, you know, I think we'll talk, we'll touch on this a little bit later, but you can do an associate's degree. Do not recommend that um, not. At, at this time, since the majority of hospitals are not hiring um, anyone with an associate's degree. So most hospitals now um, look for that four year or accelerated program bachelor's degree. So that's my BSN. Um, and then my RN is my registered nurse. And so the RN is your actual licensure from the state. So it's kind of your, this is my, um, this is my license. This is, um, I took my national certification boards and got my RN. So that's registered nurse. And then I also have my um, CCRN, which is my critical care registered <laughs> nurse. <laughs> and that is, um, like a certificate. So it doesn't, it's not like, you know, legal. This is my um, license. It's, I paid this company and took this board and got nationally certified. So hospitals appreciate like that. It looks good in their numbers that you have, you know, um, you know, um, nurses who ascribe to a certain um, standard and a national board and, you know, all that good stuff. So that's the CCRN part. And now I will have my MSN, um, which is my master's <laughs> Like I said, approximately 100 nurses, letters. And then it gets better because it's the AGACNP, um, BC. So that will be my official. Yeah. So it's <laughs> AGACNP slash BC. Um, and so what that means is, so I have my master's of science in nursing, but when you do your nurse practitioner, you choose... Um, like a specialty within that. So you can be an FNP, which is a family nurse practitioner. So you're trained and prepared to take care of, um, you know, someone from birth to death and very chronic, um, you know, kind of like your primary care physician. I chose to be um, the acute care route, which means I'm prepared to treat and manage um, acute illnesses um, in the span of someone's life. But I didn't want to deal with kids. So I am um, the AC is the um, acute care adult gerontology um, nurse practitioner. So I focus on the adult um, population. So really, you know, over 21, um, 21 to end of life is kind of where I've been trained mostly. So BC just means board certified. So I took my boards oh, okay. and yeah, got I'm checked off by all of these certification bodies that I know what I'm doing. and I meet a certain benchmark level. Dang. Yeah. Okay. If I were looking to get into nursing, I think I would have to scroll back and listen to that on 0.5 speed. About I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all starting out. You just have to worry about your BSNR and that's all. Okay. You, that's just the basics of it. And that's all you're looking for. And that's what everyone starts with. So we all, every, anyone who goes on a nursing keeps those two. You have to keep your RN and you always keep your degree, your BSN. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good. To keep it simple, baby steps. Yes. That's yes. great. 
Yes. One yep. thing at a time. Yes. Um, so I guess all racked up about how many years of schooling is all. Yeah. So, you know, the cool thing now is that, um, you know, a lot of people go into nursing as a second career. They, um, we have a lot of nurses who started out with nutrition or physical therapy, something in like the health sciences, or even some biz- people who started in business and just decided mm-hmm. they um, wanted to be in healthcare. And um, so most, for the most part, a lot of people go to the traditional four-year university, do your four-year degree and bachelor's in nursing. Um, but there's a lot of programs now. Baylor has a really great one. That's a year long accelerator program. I mean, you have no life and it's, it's miserable for, I think it's actually about 18 months, but you can get it done in less than two years. So a lot of people do choose just to like get it, especially as a second career, just get it done and, um, do that. Um, and, um, they seem to really like it cause you're not in school for four years, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's about the standard. That's the standard for most people. Yeah, I have had many friends actually that <laughs> yeah. were in the business field like me and decided, you know, I think my version of how I want to help people looks like yes. more direct in healthcare. And so they've actually done that yes. accelerated yeah. program and had no right. life. Um, yeah, you hate yourself. And I guess I have another detailed question on yeah. um, as I've sat with friends in this decision yeah. and clients too. I even have one right now that's considering moving from yeah. um, business and sales into nursing. Um, she, well, a common thought I hear along those lines is what if I really just want to be in kind of like this bedside care situation, yeah. really want to be hands-on, would love to help people in a healthcare setting, but all the schooling is so science oriented. <laughs> and what if I'm not green? Yeah. What so, would you say? <laughs> I would say just, it's not as science oriented as you think. Okay. <laughs> um, honestly, I, so I am not a science, like math. I got like a D in math and in physics, like in high school, like I am not science minded. I think the majority of nursing is actually really practical. Um, and so, yeah, there's science, there's the biology, but to me, biology is almost, I mean, not everyone might think this, but more of like an art than anything else. And I always call it like the art of nursing, like the art of things. It's not as much sciencey as like you're doing your organic chemistry and like super intense things. And once you honestly get past those like first couple of things, it's not that sciencey at all. Um, I would say just go for it because the majority of it comes to like, how are you managing people? So like assessing someone's, you know, listening to someone's heart, listening to their symptoms, doing all these different things. Like that to me is not a side C is like what physicians do. So it's a lot, I would say nursing is more of an art and a philosophy than medicine, which is more of a a science um, based thing. So yeah, I I would say just go for it. It's not as scary as you might think um, Mm. when you get down to it, because I'm not good at science and I made it through. So that is super, super comforting because there's so many different versions of this kind of struggle and different career paths. Like, so maybe you will have to go through some kind of unsavory hustle (laughs) school that you don't feel like you are destined to be amazing at the initial years or the initial schooling, but really the end that you have in sight is what you will Yes. And I think like, especially with nursing, there's a very 
black and white payout that happens, I guess. Cause like you, you get a job, like, I mean, you go in yeah. and like, you're pretty much guaranteed getting a job and it's, you know, you, my first like three years, I hated it, like was just felt not good at it and so scared, but there is such a learning curve that you go through and then it's like, you're, it's pretty smooth sailing. Like you're, you're good to go. So mm-hmm. I would say just get through it and it's really worth it in the end. Yeah. I guess yeah. realize that you'll hit your stride. And then yeah. Hopefully I mean, have that's those. with any job, you know, yeah. like it's just when you're not confident in something, you don't feel like you're good at it. And mm-hmm. I think nursing, especially you real, I remember my first day realizing like, I have, these people's lives as like, it's a responsibility. And like, that's terrifying, especially when you don't feel confident yet. And so I think that takes a couple of years to really feel like I could walk into most situations and, and know what to do. And with that confidence comes a lot more enjoyment in what you're doing, um, especially in nursing. Yeah, completely. Um, so I'm sure that this is <laughs> a question that has a very long answer. (laughs) Um, However you want to break this down, what are the different variations or specialties you could explore within nursing? Right. Um, And so everyone pretty much starts out with, like we talked about, your BSN. And so pretty much everyone starts at bedside. And that's kind of like where you, like, I I don't want to say people don't respect you, like who are above you, but it's kind of like you have to put your time in. Like, Mm -hmm. and I love bedside nursing, but it is exhausting. I mean, you are like, it's kind of like if you're thinking about a war, like the bedside nurses are the ones that are like in the trenches. Like you are just like roughing it. It is long 12 hour, 13 hour shifts. Like it's not glamorous. It's just a beating sometimes, but you got to do it. I mean, you put your time in and you learn a lot. Yeah. And um, the majority of people do that for at least two years. That's kind of like the expected one to two years is you're expected like, okay, I need to put this time in. And so then I kind of start to picture it as from that point, you split off into a couple of different realms. So you can do what I did, which is the um, practitioner side. So I decided to kind of stay in that patient care and um, go for my nurse practitioner. And with your nurse practitioner, you can, um, you can do babies, you can do kids, you can do adults. Like there's a lot of different specialties that you can do, but basically what that means is that you have a lot more autonomy. So you're not, you know, providing for very concrete physical needs, um, and meeting those needs like a bedside nurse does 12 hours, but you're looking at more of the assessment, the diagnosis, the treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I um, decided to go that route because I do enjoy that patient care um, and I enjoy that aspect of it. So the other routes that you can go, um, one would be education. And so a lot of people choose to um, do that, which is also a master's degree, but you can do your master's in nursing education. So you go back and you um, decide, you know, I really want to teach and I want to teach in a university or I want to teach in a hospital um, any of those types of things. And so, um, some people choose to go that route. And then probably the third, there's a lot of different things you can do, but the third main one I would say would be management. So you decide, and I think this is really good for those, you know, who are business minded and who do enjoy that, um, not as much of the sciencey part of it, but the managing people. Um, and so, you know, we have a lot of people who go in, you know, they work for about two years on the floor. They decide, hey, I want to be a supervisor. So they become the supervisor. And then 
after that point, it's like, well, maybe I'll go back and get my master's in healthcare administration. And so, or their MBA, either one of those they can do. Um, and so they become a manager, they become, um, they just go up that chain. And so you can do a lot um, with the management side as well. So I, I kind of see like the management, the education, and then the um, kind of the more patient orientation as the three kind of professional tracks that you can do. And then within that, you have your various other parts of nursing that don't require an advanced degree. Like I really like sales, so I'm going to become a rep. And so they, you know, they go around with, you know, they join Abbott or different companies and um, they go to hospitals and they, um, you know, sell their equipment or they help with the you know, the technical side of it, like this is how you manage it, troubleshooting thing, training other nurses on equipment. So that's kind of, I, that's why I like nursing is there's so many different areas that you can go into and really kind of, even if you don't love the bedside nursing part of it, that is totally fine. And you just kind of put your time in and then you can go and do a lot of different things, which is really fun. So, yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of reward for those who just like stick it out and have the perspective. Yeah. This is just an investment in the beginning. It is, right. And it's not an easy or really necessarily fun at all times investment, but you do, I think it's very, very worth it for the long run. And it gives you a really solid foundation. And, you know, in times when like you're, there's a lot of fear about like your job and like, will I have a job? I mean, healthcare is kind of one of those things where it's always going to be around. And so you're very marketable and you can do a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm laughing because I realized um, blank is going to be one of those jobs that's always around is something, it's a sentence that I hear accountants say in business. <laughs> and so now my brain just put together okay. my accounting friends are like, wait, I could do nursing. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they have the same like, yeah, value for stability honored, yes. but they're helping people in a way that seems more genuine to what right. they want. And I think there's a good work-life balance. I mean, you can choose just to like throw yourself in there and like, especially at the upper levels. I think that's true with any career though. Once you take on more responsibility and you have more degrees, you it is harder to maintain that balance. But as a bedside nurse, like I've, for the past, you know, five years, I've worked two days a week and, you know, those two days aren't the most fun always. And they're long, you know, 24 hours, but I have Monday through Friday off to <laughs> enjoy and travel and do a lot of different things. And so I really don't have to think about my job Monday through Friday. Like it's mm -hmm. kind of like I clock out and I don't have to worry about it. And I really enjoy that. And I think that helps you from getting burnout in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> and Brett, your husband, <laughs> are just like living the life. We you're love my, it. Yes. You're my model couple. <laughs> my life. I'm like, you know, Lord, like that, please. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey there, if you're listening to this episode right now, it's probably because you're somewhere on the range of mildly curious to high-key desperate to find a career path that will be an amazing, rewarding, and exciting fit for you. If indeed you are still holding out hope that that's even possible, which I can assure you is completely possible as I've given dozens of Christians one, 
a reformed view of work from mundane responsibility to actually the joyful gift that it is, two, help identifying their unique calling, and three, the help they need to practically land the job that's aligned with it. If it sounds like a dream to have a tried and true career coach come alongside you to help you confidently discern which career path you're called to pursue amidst the infinite sea of options that are so overwhelming, as well as help you nail all the practicals like networking, resumes, interviews, and negotiations to save you a load of time, stress, and dead-end job applications that are just seemingly such a common experience. They don't have to be. If any of that sounds extremely exciting, then I want to invite you to apply for my deep dive career coaching experience. Go to my website, kelseykemp.com slash coaching to learn more and book a free 30 minute consultation with me this week to objectively evaluate if this opportunity is the perfect fit to help you work through whatever might be holding you back so you could fulfill the vision and hopes you have for your career. I want to let you know I only work with people who are ready to go deep, do the work, and actually make a change once the path is made clear to them. So if that sounds like you, and if you're serious, and if you're ready to accelerate your path to building a meaningful and impactful career aligned with who God uniquely made you to be and what he put on your heart to do, then go to kelseykemp.com coaching to book a free consultation with me this week and learn more. Okay, now back to the episode. So uh, this is always one of my favorite questions. Yes. <laughs> anybody, like what are the common misconceptions about nursing? Oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> so many. Let's just sit on this for a while. Yeah. I mean, I think you brought up a good point. Like I have to be super sciencey. I do not like... Weirdly, I kind of think of like nursing as like the English of science. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you take like all of the like science professions, nursing I think is like the least like sciencey like experiments and like math and numbers and all those things. Like it's a very human oriented field. And so I think there's this misconception that like, oh, I have to be really good at math or I have to be really good at the science. And like I didn't have to take chemistry for my degree so like I mean (laughs) you know you have anatomy and physiology is like the big one but I think that's a very anatomy is just memorizing things and physiology is just how things work in the body and I think our body is wired in a really cool way that it kind of flows together and so um I think that science thing is a common misconception I think the other misconception is like you have to be super caring and compassionate um and I don't think that's always true. Um, I think, you know, you don't have to be this like Florence Nightingale, like Mm. figure actually, Oh, another good misconception is like, I was terrified of sick people. Like what? Yeah. (laughs) Like even like as a child, I was like, like, I can't, I like was terrified of it. So like, I think that's a very common misconception because I don't work with a lot of sick people and I define sick as like contagious or like, I can catch what you have, but like I work in a total cardiac hospital. So like you can't catch heart disease. Like I can't catch, you know, like I can't. So like, there's, I mean, there was this fear of that. Like I, no, I could never work in an ER. That is like my no go. I'm like, people are gross. Like you can catch all sorts of nasty things. Like I can't, I, my anxiety would be to the roof if I worked there, but working, I chose to work in a field where 
most of our people are not contagious. They are just have heart disease or diabetes or other conditions that I can't get. Um, so I think that's another common misconception. Yeah, this is huge. (laughs) These are the most epic answers to this question I've ever heard. Really, it just, all these seem like such a shock to my system. Um, Can you go back and break down a little bit more the point about um, not having to be this like sweet, ultra passionate? uh, Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't. And I think it helps you if you're not. I think the people (gasps) who, yeah, I think the people who get really, burnt out are the ones who like think that they have to change like and fix and care for everyone on this level like I you know I think I've learned over the years like you need to have empathy for people like you know putting yourself in their position and understanding that they're acting a certain way because they're scared or because of this. I think that is really important to be kind to, but I, I don't think you have to be this, like you're not their mother. Like you are not, you are a professional who has been trained to, to assess, to, um, you know, report abnormal findings to help when certain things are going wrong to do certain interventions, but you're not like, I think, and I do think that was one of the hardest lessons for me to learn was like, I am not necessarily responsible for a poor outcome in someone's health. Um, you know, because like you early on, I really struggled with, you know, that I, cause I, I mean, I would like to think I'm a a caring and compassionate person, but (laughs) which I think I, I, I am to an extent, but I, really took on too much when I started of I am responsible for if you live or die. And, you know, most of my patients early on died and (gasps) I had to learn that like, that's not my fault that someone is 90 years old and, you know, like they're old, like they have, you know, health conditions. And just because something, their condition didn't improve on my shift, didn't mean that I was bad at what I did. And I think, sometimes when you come in with more of like a confidence and this, like, I'm not here just to make you feel better emotionally and physically, like it, I don't think you have to have that. I think you have to have kindness and compassion, but not this like bleeding heart that Mm -hmm. once, you know, is going to mother every patient that you have because you can't do that. And that's not your job. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I don't think I, do think you need to be kind, <laughs> but yeah. I don't think, you know, a lot of it is more like this customer service almost, which you kind of hate, but like, you do have to have, like, they are paying, you know, to be like, they are, you're providing care that they are technically going to be paying for. And so you need to have a lot of just like, you know, listening to their concerns, you know, helping to make them feel comfortable and safe, addressing concerns, helping to escalate concerns. So there is an element of customer service that most nurses hate, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know, you also have to realize like when you're in a hospital that, yeah, like if you're having someone who's mean to you and it's not going to go well, um, you don't want that as a person. So yeah, I don't know if that really answers the question. No, it but. does. Oh, it certainly does. I'm learning so much uh, from you talking about this, just seeing that it's healthy for nurses to embrace the standard elements of like, this is just a job. And like right. any job, 
you can't have an inappropriate savior complex. No. You <laughs> have to invest your best and honor, <clears throat> excuse me, honor the position that you have in these people's yes. lives, whether like me, I'm rendering a service for career coaching. Right. I, like you, have had kind of moments <laughs> where I'm like, whoa, someone is yeah. making big decisions and I'm working with them yeah. on that. You are like, whoa, <laughs> these are serious health conditions. I'm alongside them with that. So we have right. to have an appropriate um, sense of gravity for what our, our influence is. Handle that with excellence, kindness, compassion, but right. like you, you aren't God. <laughs> no, and I think it's also real. I, I think some people don't see nursing as like a professional and not in a mean way. Like I just, I think there's been a huge push more in the past couple of years of like this, we are healthcare professionals. Like mm -hmm. this is a job. Like this is not just me caring for you out of the goodness of my heart. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. but there's also like, this is my profession and this is what I've been trained to do. And so I think you know, there's that element as well that not everyone kind of considers um, at the end of the day. But there That's is a lot of heart in it, you know, like, I mean, there's, there's certain patients that like really strike you more than others and where you do kind of go out of your way to be a little bit different towards them. And a lot of that's just when you, you can see their situation or you relate to it or just certain things that you're like, oh, like that does, you know, there are times where you're like, you know, last a couple of weeks ago, like there, you know, I just held this woman as she cried like for mm -hmm. hours because she had just gotten horrible news. And so there's times where it's like, yeah, that is a part of my professional job to like, you know, to comfort you and to, you know, help you manage your emotions and your psychological concerns and problems there. But that's not like your everyday, just you're going in and being this savior to all these people and saving them emotionally and in physically and spiritually. Like that's just not, <clears throat> you can't do that. But there are certain times where, yeah, that is, I do see that as part of like my professional career, but not mm -hmm. all the time. So, Yeah, that's really profound. And, and I see how I, like many people have participated in that thought of like, no, but nurses just need to be everything. Like they need <laughs> right. to realize I'm going through a hard time. And like, sure, yeah. be like, try, yes. <laughs> try to be empathetic and understanding just as you, I hope would be if right. you were a customer service rep with right. Southwest Airlines and I'm calling in with a huge problem yes. and like this big trip is not going to happen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, but yeah, let's, um, but you're right. There's a line because like in medicine, like, or in healthcare, like you are seeing someone at their worst and most vulnerable. Like, I mean, that's one thing to deal with someone's just like problem, like with their airlines, but when it's like their body and their health, like that is, it's hard. To, it's a, just a line that no one can walk perfectly of, you know, helping them. It's just, it can get very convoluted because it is such a personal thing that people are going through in the hospital. And I think you have to have the ability to treat them with respect in that and kindness and empathy, but also this is your job. <laughs> and so, yeah. and you're also managing a lot of other things at the same time. So it's a hard line and hard balance to walk, which is probably yeah. one of the biggest struggles in, in nursing. So. Mm, man, I have gained a whole lot of appreciation for that <laughs> in this conversation. Uh, so what does your typical day in the life look like? Yeah. Um, so I guess on I, the weekends when you're yeah. on your shift. Yes. Otherwise, uh, I, I mean, I would love to hear about your leisure. Yes, I, yeah, it's great. Um, breakfast, you know. Um, no, I think 
one of the things I do like about nursing is like, I feel like I am a pretty black and white person and I do like to know what's going to be happening, but I also like variety and I like how my job gives me that because there's the same structure and format to each day, but so much variability that happens. Um, and I enjoy that challenge. So I get to work about, well, I wake up at like 6.10 in the morning and get to work at like 6.30. Um, so I do, <laughs> some people wake up at like five and shower and work out. I like just let me sleep as long as possible, roll out of bed, put scrubs on, um, get some coffee and show up to work. So we start the day with a huddle around 6.45 in the morning um, where we kind of, if I'm charging, I'll lead the huddle and we just sit, gather with everyone who's going to be working that shift and go through like, okay, this is how many patients we have. This is how many discharges we have from the hospital. This is how many, you know, procedures we're doing. Just kind of go through the plan, any important announcements with COVID, especially it's been, you know, a lot more announcements and change and like, okay, this is our new policy now, and this is what's evolving now. And so um, that's kind of the start of our day. Um, and then if I'm, you know, working as on the floor as a nurse, I have an, a patient assignment. So I, it's like written on the board when I get there, I have, you know, if I'm working in the intensive care unit, I have maybe one or two patients. If I have um, what we call telemetry or floor patients, I have about three or four. And I go find the nurse who had those patients the night before, take report on them. They tell me all about them why they're here, um, what's been going on with them, what they've done for them. And so after that, um, you kind of just see where the day takes you. <laughs> so a lot of it is very task oriented when you are caring for patients on the floor. It's a lot of, you know, um, okay, 9 a.m. I have this medication that I need to give you. Um, 11 a.m. We need to go do this. Oh, the doctor ordered this test or procedure. So we got to get you prepped for that. Um, a lot of assisting with needs. So like going to the bathroom, cleaning up, um, talking to families, talking with physicians. So it's really varied. I mean, there are, we, I do kind of love the task orientation of it because I do like checking the box. And um, even on our charting system, we have, uh, it's divided by hour and it's called the brain. Um, and <laughs> there's little icons that pop up and it's like, Oh, you need to draw this lab or you need to give this medication. And so you go do it and it gets, it gets like a green check and when you do it. And so, um, really throughout the day, it can look like a really chill day where you have awesome patients who don't really need anything and are just kind of hanging out. So you just kind of sit around and, you know, talk with them, do your charting, talk, help other people. Cause there's always something going on. So you can always be helping, you know, other nurses who have a really horrible patient assignment and they're really swamped and busy with things. So you help them out. So, um, but yeah, typical day, it's just, you go and do all those tasks and then you give report. I give report at like 6 45 PM, 7 PM to the oncoming shift. And then you clock out and you leave. So um, the day can look very different from, like I said, you just have a very chill day, cool patients that can all walk and talk and do everything for themselves. And you're just monitoring and making sure everything's going okay to just like a complete disaster where they're, you know, trying to die every five minutes and like just, or you have a confused old person who's getting up all the time and trying to fall. And, you know, so it really varies. You can go the spectrum of like, easy, great, nice day to like, I hate my job and I want to quit. 
and I need to shower immediately. So um, <laughs> the routine, while it's all a similar structure and you kind of know what to expect in the norm, it can change dramatically from hour to hour, minute to minute. I will never forget <laughs> the day that you came home when we were roommates that glorious yeah. year that I loved oh, yes. so much. It was so amazing. Like, I was like, hey, Jen, how was your day? And you go, 400 milliliters of urine got spilled on my left leg. <laughs> so specific. I need to shower immediately. Yeah, I'd been sitting in that for like nine hours, just waiting to oh, shower. Um, <laughs> so gross. I know. Yeah, that's one of the least gross things probably. But yeah, I mean, like, it's just humorous at times when you like step back and you're like, wow, that really happened to me today. And that really happened to that person. So, I mean, there's no, there's an endless amount of entertainment at work. Even if it's not entertaining in the moment, you can always reminisce back, um, be like, that's really funny now. But at the time I hated my life. So mm. it's, you know, um, which is why most people tend to have a career progression throughout their time as a floor nurse, because you're like, I can't get peed on forever like it's just not gonna work for me and I <laughs> want to do something a little bit different so you kind of always have that in the back of your mind when you're when you're working but yeah yeah so I feel like this is the perfect segue into well typically I first ask what do you love the most about your job and then what's a little less glamorous I think <laughs> kind of answered the little less glamorous part oh, yeah. but go yeah. ahead <laughs> I mean I think the thing I love and hate about it is that you are dealing with such a variety of people. Um, and that is just ethnically, that is socioeconomically, that's age. It's, I mean, family dynamics. There's, I mean, you can have four rooms and each room is just completely, I mean, you have the homeless, you know, crackhead in one room and then you have like the super religious, like, massive family in the other room. And, and so it's just a very, um, varied dynamic. And I've really enjoyed, I mean, you have to have an element where you can just roll with the punches, I think in nursing and, um, go from room to room and, you know, get a little beat up in one room and then just really in, be uplifted in the other room. And, um, I think one of the things I like the most is probably you are meeting people in their most vulnerable moments. I mean, you are seeing them in a moment that they probably never hoped would happen to them and getting to meet them just where they are and, you know, give them, you know, love and care in a way that gives them dignity and respect is like one of my probably favorite things, which is kind of like why I like the old people the most. I just, you know, I love, love my old patients. And, you know, a lot of times they're in situations where it's just really hard for them. Like, you know, they can't control their bodily functions anymore. And, you know, they're embarrassed and, you know, getting to give them dignity in those moments and just seeing it as like, this is just my job. Like it's not, yeah, it's a huge deal for you. And it's really embarrassing. But for me, this is, this is just day-to-day -day life. And I, I really enjoy, um, in those moments. And I really enjoy like, and I mean, there is the adrenaline and like this super fun, like when someone's dying and you're like, you know, doing compressions on them, like whirling down the hall on the stretcher. I mean, you have those moments every once in a while. And like, that's really cool. Like you're like, that was really fun. They came back to life and that was really, really fun. And, um, 
felt that adrenaline. And um, I think probably the thing, I think the thing I hate most. So I am really horrible at conflict. Um, and conflict is like one of my least favorite things. And there's a lot of conflict <laughs> in mm. healthcare. And you have a lot of patients who are very unreasonable and very, and you know, you have to realize the majority of it comes from a place of fear and anxiety and mistrust of healthcare, but they take it out on you in a lot of ways. Like as the nurse, you are at the bedside for 12 hours. So if you're with someone who's like just a mean person, like you are chained to them for 12 hours and like <laughs> that can feel super suffocating sometimes because you have to be nice to them and you have to like care for them and it can be a very humbling thing when like they're cussing you out and you're just like, you know, there is definitely a line where it's like, this is not okay. You can't do this to me. But at the same time, a lot of times they're just confused and they don't know where they are. And so like, you can't, you can't take offense at that. So I think probably one of the things I dislike the most is just that there's times when you have really difficult people and situations and you're the mediator and you kind of, take the brunt of their anger at the physician, the anger at their condition, the anger at their outcome, all sorts of things. And so that's probably the part that I hate the, the most <laughs> in my yeah. job um, is just that conflict portion of it. So. Yeah, it certainly seems very intense. <laughs> and uh, I'm full of admiration for you that even though you're someone that isn't naturally, you know, loving or embracing of conflict. Like you do it, you get through it for the job. Um, and it certainly takes a special kind of person, I think to say so much fun, you know, is the day that I get to like pump someone up and bring them back to life. I'm like, that would, uh, I'm like obnoxiously (laughs) rubbing my eyes right now out of stress. (laughs) That just seems horrible. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Make the world go round. Praise God. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, that's a good another good segue um yes. what type of person do you feel um in like qualities strengths yeah uh personality all that do you feel would make a good fit for nursing I mean I think a lot of of people will make a good fit but I mm-hmm. do think there are some things that make it easier than others and I think I don't know how to say it I guess you can't be, you have to have somewhat of a tough skin. You have to, um, and I, I would consider myself a pretty sensitive person, but in different ways. Um, so like you have to be okay with, you know, an 80 year old man cussing you out and yelling at you because he doesn't know where he is and you can't take it personally. Um, and so kind of that level of just, understanding people and like not getting easily offended when, (laughs) you know, people who are sad and angry and in the worst time of their life, take it out on you. Um, so I think that's when I think flexibility is key, being able to roll with the punches throughout your day, because you never know what your day is going to look like. And while you may start with like four super sweet people that you're taking care of, who can take care of themselves, you might have to give all of them up and take like one, you know, really sick dying person for the rest of your shift. And you have to make that mind switch pretty quickly. And I think people who are flexible, um, do really well. I think people who have good attention to detail also do really well because it is 
someone's life. And so there are like some, there's a lot of like protocol and nitpicky things that you have to be okay doing and keeping track of. Um, And some of that comes with practice, but I think just overall, if you have that, it really helps you um, long-term. And I do think at the root of it, you do have to have a heart that wants to, to help people and to serve people, um, you know, and kind of that attitude that I'm not above anyone else. Like I can get down here with you and, you know, clean this up and do this. I mean, a lot of times we're, you know, janitors, we're like all, all different types of people as a nurse, like you are cleaning up their their bodily fluids and they're just kind of like, all right, well, this is, this is where I'm at today. So just that you really have to be humble, I think is one of the other big qualities of just, this is my job. And some days it looks like this super cool superstar movie type of a day. And then some days it's just really not glamorous at all. And you have to be okay with, (laughs) with those moments. Um, and you have to be okay with just the human body and nudity in general. Like that. you can't be easily offended by, by that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. and if you are, go work with babies or kids or something. Um, <laughs> There's still a place for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yeah. really interesting. It seems like um, through many of the insights you've shared there, nursing is a profession where like I just stated, there is still a place for you. Like there's a lot of different facets. And also, yes, like you're saying, there are some common qualities that kind of would lend you to being, um, I don't know, really aligned with the field. Yeah, for sure. At the same time, like there are so many things that you're describing you grew in and like any job is going to stretch you a bit and you're not going to be like hundred percent. Um, like everything is so easy for me because I am literally the epitome of nursing. I don't know. Maybe you've been. No, kind I of mean, there, there are, there, there are the unicorns. Like, I mean, I know one or two who I'm just like, you're just obnoxious because like you could be bedside forever and be the most like just happy, optimistic, loving, compassionate, believe in people like all the time and not get jaded. Um, but those are rare. <laughs> and so the other people go into other parts of nursing. So you could hate it, but if you can get through it for two years and like go teach or go do other things that you know that you want to do, like we had a girl and she was in her forties and had been in real estate her entire career and really had a desire to go into healthcare administration and decided, you know what, like I'm going to do this fast track one year nursing program. She got it done. She worked with us for like a year then decided to go be a school nurse for about a year. (laughs) So she just worked in an elementary school, but now she's pursuing, you know, her MBA and her, um, you know, master's in healthcare. And so that was her, I think if you are looking at a second career and you know that it's somewhere in the healthcare field, like you can get through nursing for, for a little bit, you know, as long as you take seriously, like, the responsibility that you have um, in that. And I think that you can, you have a lot of options open to you, which is really cool. That's really cool to hear. Um, Is there anything you would recommend for someone, maybe they've listened to this interview and they have a strong suspicion that maybe this (laughs) field for me, Yeah. but is there anything they could do to kind of just test it out before going all in and going to school? Yeah. 
I, I mean, I think it kind of, I mean, there's a lot of, um, shadowing is a little bit more difficult these days with, um, healthcare mm-hmm. privacy, like actually working, you know, with people. But if you, you know, have the time and the resources, even like working as like a patient care technician in the hospital. So that like we call them techs and they are like nursing assistants. So they are right beside you throughout the shift, like working with you. And I think that really shows you like hospital culture and just what that day-to-day looks like. And can I, is this something I can like see myself doing and like taking seriously? Um, I think that is one way. Um, that's probably working like in that field is probably like one of the best ways I think to kind of get your foot in the door. Um, Mm -hmm. also if you're pretty serious about it, like jobs love, if you have past experience in a hospital, like working as a tech or something like that. Um, but I think that's a great, um, great way to kind of see if this is, this is for me and just talking to people who work in healthcare. I mean, asking a nurse, like what, you know, do you, this is something I could do. And like, oh, well, are you okay with this, this, and this? Like then, mm-hmm. yeah, like go for it. But I mean, it is a commitment and like, it is, you know, a big, I think for me, like, as long as I know someone is serious about like taking care of people and takes it seriously, I think like anyone can, can go um, mm-hmm. and get into it. So, Yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, of course, any uh, selection of a career path <laughs> It's a leap of faith. Like, you it don't is. know what the next, right. I don't know, whatever year is going to look like. Um, you can't predict every way that you're going to feel at once you're finally, like, you're right. on the ground running. Um, but, yeah, that's why I always am right there with you in recommending just, like, talk to people. Right. Ask, really, really get clear on your deepest questions mm-hmm. any yeah. that you have and then talk to someone in that field and yes. make an educated choice you know it's not yes. it doesn't have to be that complicated just do the right. work talk to a lot of people <laughs> yes 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 so I always love just like you're my pal I think that you give the best <laughs> advice. I love coming to you for anything. I would love if you just shared any like nuggets of career advice that you have generally. Yeah I mean I think So personally, you know, I started in nursing and like within a year hated my job, like absolutely like dreaded coming to work. Like, I mean, I remember one time I thought, you know, I wouldn't have to go in because I was on call and they called me and I just started like crying. So I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, And so actually started my degree to be a counselor. Um, so I started my master's in counseling. So I'm like, you know, I have to get out. I have to do something else. And, um, honestly, by the end of that, so about three years in, I realized like, I love nursing and like, this is, this is where I need to continue to be. But I think there is such truth to like, for some people, I think sticking it out and, um, really becoming confident in what you're doing. So like when you're starting something new, it's just going to feel so off and you're Mm -hmm. not going to feel confident about it. And so I think sometimes it takes two careers to kind of like figure out what you really love. (laughs) Um, And so for me, a lot of that, you know, I think I'm a little bit more, I'm a little bit different because I went back to what I first loved, but 
I think for a lot of people, sometimes just experiencing something different helps you to know what you really um, like and where you need to be. Because I mean, we start it in college when you're like, you know, 18 or 19 and you pick a major and like, you don't know who you are. Like (laughs) you, you have no idea. Like you have an idea maybe of like what you could see yourself doing, but I think you just have to be so um, patient with yourself too. And like, I think one of the biggest things I learned when I was trying to decide between the two career paths was, okay, what do in my current job, what do I enjoy? And what about this job do I like? And what's my least favorite day at work? Like, what does my least favorite day look like? And learning like, hey, I really hate being in one place for like hours. Like that is the worst to me. So maybe I shouldn't consider this career where I'm stuck in this one place for an hour. And so I think that for career options, just looking at really looking first at yourself and like, what are my strengths and what do I really enjoy in my job? And then looking for jobs where like those are kind of the focus is Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important things and helpful things for me um, when I was making that decision. Which you could only make based off of your experiences. (laughs) Right. Not conjecture, not theoretical thinking in college. Like you just had to get out there and that's perfectly fine. And I love your example of truly experience and almost like this AB testing element. Like, yeah to experiment with something else and that ultimately is what gave you the confidence right. through evidence in your yes. life not yes. just guessing no um, that it was you could make a confident choice to go back um, right. or whatever that decision would be for someone else but I just think you're a great example of in your 20s or at any time like you've mentioned yeah. times in this interview that like you work with people that are making career changes when they're 30, 40, 50, like whatever. And so just whenever it's on your heart to maybe go get more answers, get more clarity, consider being bold in experimentation and um, just looking at the facts. What do I really enjoy? And what do I not? And then line that up to a new job. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, like looking at all the future possibilities in a job down the road, because even if like, you don't think you want to be at bedside nursing. Like there's so many options that you might enjoy that come with experience and that come with further degrees. So I think looking at careers where like, this is kind of my goal and where I want to be, but like, what do I have to do to get there? And would I like these, you know, steps down the line with more knowledge, more education? Would I enjoy this type of job as well? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was for me for nursing, what kind of kept me, going and in it for so long was that I like being a nurse practitioner. I like, you know, this more autonomy that I have now. And like, I had to go through all these other things to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. And that is perfectly good, perfectly rewarding and something we all need to (laughs) grasp. You know, I I hate being all like in this age of instant gratification because I hate just making the world 2D like that. But yeah, it's certainly an element. Um, But it's so cool to hear your encouragement for all the reward and fulfillment you've experienced and just sticking it out and doing your time. Yeah. And it does form a bond. I mean, like nurses have like a very, like you meet another nurse and you just have a a common language and a common, you know, Mm -hmm. bond of just being in the trenches together and, you know, going through all of these different things. And so I really love that about it as well. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have been so grateful um, to get all your advice and your wisdom on this because of course it's like so transferable um, to not just learning specifically about nursing and getting to the end of this podcast and thinking, do I want to pursue this further? Do I not? Um, I always feel personally enriched by whatever you have to share. Yeah. And I love um, some food for thought you gave the listeners uh, <laughs> and their considerations of how do I really land on something that I could be confident is a good fit. So right. Jen, I love you. Thanks for all that you shared. Yeah, of course. That was super fun. <laughs> If anything about the career path featured in this episode piqued your interest, don't stop here. Take what you've learned, critically examine any follow-up questions you might have, and network to your heart's content to get the answers that you'd like, as well as make meaningful contacts with professionals in that industry that might be able to help you get your foot in the door. If you have a friend who would love all the detailed insider info shared in this episode, don't forget to pass this episode along to them so we could create a network of people who are empowered with the information they need to confidently make satisfying career decisions that allow them to serve in the station in society they were meant for. Thank you to everyone who has supported this labor of love known as the job library by leaving a rating and a written review of this podcast. It sincerely makes all the difference to a budding podcast like this one. If you'd like to support the show, just join in by tapping the stars to leave a really quick rating and better yet, write a few words to leave a written review and subscribe. I hope you enjoy the other Benchable episodes now available to you in the Job Library series and tune in next Tuesday for a fresh batch of interviews with professionals in fascinating, unique, and influential positions. See you soon.